If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. Right, Murray, guys, <laughs> government that is informed by the CIA and 14 other corporate agencies, and God knows what their interests are. So really, the American people are blind and deaf. We cannot hear and see because we are given nothing but propaganda. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. Coming back at you with one more bonus episode. We felt bad after ending the two-show week marathon there you know a bunch of we didn't really end it well we did well technically we did because not enough people signed up but a bunch of people did sign up so we said you know what we'll give them we'll give them one more week thanks for the thanks to those new supporters oh we love you guys you guys are the best welcome to the club an elite club of great american supporters you're a one percenter um and we got this uh last week we'll do two shows and the first show is mighty john mcafee and uh it's a fantastic show one of the better interviews I've heard with John of late, for sure. Uh, epic escape stories. And I think we were the first, we might Eastern be the, one of the first to get that story. We're the first to get the story. We got an exclusive. I know Grim Steak follows him pretty closely over at Cruising with Steak, and he said that's an exclusive. So uh, we figured we'd pop this out right away. We'll give you guys two more shows this week. On the weekend, we'll pop out um, Rizwan, Rizwan Verk. Yeah. Who, of course, uh, got us set over at bitmovio.io. We'll have the link for that in the show notes. Um, starting oh, got, next week, the app downloaded for we're going to be streaming live on Bitmovio, and we'd appreciate it if you guys head over there and check us out over there, part of our detachment from YouTube. Um, so start, right? And it doesn't work if you guys don't follow us over there, or, you know? See how it works. Well, I downloaded the app on my phone. I'm going to talk about that a little bit because I want to try and like, I want to start participating in these other platforms and not just talking about them in the show. Like we really have to start transitioning. Like, I'm addicted to YouTube right now and podcasts and I got to get off that and get watching on other I platforms. I rent movies on YouTube. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Like we should just, you know, it's, it's tough. It's a tough transition for a lot of uh, content creators. Anyways. Yeah, well, Bitmovio seems like an option. I mean, they were nice enough to back up our entire back catalog That's over fantastic. there. So all our video yeah. content is yeah. there, which yeah. is great because it was a ton of work. It took him a couple of weeks to do that. We thank them. Check it out. Uh, no, we don't work for Bitmovio, and we're not monetizing over there. We're just keeping it all value for value like we but do. But there will be a way to send tips and stuff, I think, through Bitmovio. Like, you get credits for watching stuff, and I think – you can uh, translate those credits to, uh, or you can push them to shows, I think. I'm not sure how it works completely, but. America.ca slash support. We prefer that. Anyways, you haven't introduced me. Yeah. We got Grandma Short Shorts Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? Okay. You got, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to recover oh. this knee injury. Knee injury? Yeah. And what? the extra weight I've put on isn't helping. The wheat and the sugar isn't You're helping. You're struggling it's through those push-ups. My, shoulder, my shoulders are sore for no reason at all. Have you done any yet? Yeah. 
They Did were you do 100 the other day? No, I, I told you I was starting off slower, dude. I What's can't slow? Do, 20 yeah, a night, maybe? Yeah, I'm slow, Last time I did 100, I was sore for three days, and then it took me that much longer to get going. Like I went and pounded them all off, and then it was like ridiculous try, to try and keep it 100 because I was so sore. That's why I'm doing That's why we switched it up this time. It was too much the <clears> next day. But the crunches are like I could do like 200 crunches in a snap. That's no problem. So did you do the crunches yesterday? 50. So I didn't. What? Because I just was on you the couch. Just it. <laughs> Anyways, You'll get for that. all the new listeners, this is just our time here before the interview. There's a timestamp in the show notes. We do our lazy round. We do our lazy. We get the listeners involved. We read some emails. We take care of some housekeeping, do some quotes from some of our favorite books and stuff like that, and uh, say hi to friends and all that. And that's what we're doing here. Play some jingles. Play some jingles. Have some fun. Yeah, read some synchronicities. That's our favorite part. And, of course, what we're talking about is the latest thing in the <clears throat> chats. We got another. It started up a few months ago, but it didn't get much steam. That was before I went to, to play hockey in yeah. Czech Republic. That's right. So uh, And it was good for a while. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we popped that bucket back up again. So we so talking about the intention room, right? No, we didn't talk about that. Do you want to talk about no, that? that what, that's what you're talking about, isn't it? I was talking about the workout challenge. Oh, those are different rooms in our chats. Okay. There's too much going on, dude. Oh, dude. The chats are fucking popping. So I'm so looking for the... Oh. Grimerica.ca slash chats, I think, right? Right? Yeah. Stop on by. 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 Hello, Yeah. Magic happens in the chats. I think they were healing Russ's back in the intention room on Sunday. We're getting ready to do some other uh, stuff this Sunday. Uh, it's There's a bunch of stuff going on there. we got the workout room where we're doing 100 push-ups a day on odd days and 200 crunches on even days, which is tough. What about, we got to get the squats in there, too. We should get the squats in there, too. We'll work them out eventually. Because Grim, every time we talk about this, Grim Steak sends that anime thing of the one-punch man, and he does like 10 kilometers and 100 push-ups and 100 setups and 100 squats a day. Can you do a squat without weights? I do squats without weights all the time. Show That's... me. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, I got my. I can't go all the way down because my knee. Because your just shorts are too small. I could see your junk. <laughs> I could do a hundred of those. Maybe we should do those on push-up day. Since you're doing 200 crunches, yeah, that's a good one. 100 squats and a, yeah. 100 push-ups and 100 squats on the next day. That's my new warm-up for ball hockey too. Because you could easily do 25 and... push-ups and then do 25. Squats. Get your big muscles going with blood. Instead All of cold right. stretching, I do that. We've adjusted it. Increase the challenge. Okay, so his, so his that's the chats. chats, and then there's rooms in the chats. Like, so Darren's talking about uh, what was it called again? The fitness workout challenge. The workout challenge? A lot People of, uh, can just propose preposterous we should, challenges. We, we should restrict uh, the uh, amount of channels. No, no I kept kidding. it to I'm freedom. Just I'm just kidding. I let freedom reign, but what we also said is, is if there's no post for three months, I'm deleting it. So true foes in there talking about what, abda abdominal damage? Oh, 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 he's got the abdominals in there. He's dissing the work. He's, he's he really trying to is pull he, back the workout challenge. <laughs> Be careful, guys. True, true foe. Yeah. Okay, Michael, we love you, buddy. Poor Mike is only, he's sore from Monday already. He's like, I'm only 35. I'm really sore from Monday. Anyways, I don't even feel 50 from last night. I did 200 crunches yesterday. How's your tummy? Sore. Yeah? 
it's actually not bad, but until I like do something that engages those muscles. So how does the intention day, how does the intention room work? I don't know. Because we were supposed to do an intro, but I think we'd already done the intro for last Sunday's intention. But we're supposed to talk about it on here for sure. Intending stuff. Okay, so Ryan from Kansas has his dad's CT scan is tomorrow, and surgery is scheduled for scheduled for Friday. So we can. uh, And he says he's sending in his good intentions, and he's planning tonight. Good vibes for dad's surgery, and everything goes well without complications from diabetes would be appreciated. Send some good vibes, people. And join the chats. Check out the intention room. So what do you got? Well, uh, besides that, oh, I, I went I went to C5 camping. Oh, how was that? Yeah. Did you catch anything? Big shout out to Brian in the hat. We stayed at his place. We camped in his yard. Beautiful yard. It's got some chem busters there. Some little, did I show you the pictures of that? What's chem buster? <clears throat> It's like a big Oregon thing to go up and nice. bust the clouds. So Brian from the Hat hosted you? Yeah. So we went out to Red Rock Coulee where there's all these red round rocks at the southern Alberta. Mm-hmm. And we went out. There's this beautiful um, hill in the middle of the coulee, just like this hill with a circle, a circular hill. It was about 25 feet by 25 feet. We set up our circle on there, and we were watching the sky. As the sun set, beautiful, like 360-degree view, fantastic view of the southern Wasn't Alberta the Badlands. Moon, uh, the moon was just a sliver on the horizon, and it sunk in dark sky. No, but it got really sun. windy up there, so we had to uh, back off a bit and go down into the valley. But we saw like 60-plus, 60 60-plus 60 a lot of like flash bulbs, fast walkers. Uh, shooting stars type things like streakers, we call are them. We some of them shooting are weird. Stars no, 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 no. I'm yet. just uh, counting those in this in this count because okay. some of them were very odd. I saw one go horizontal. It wasn't a shooting star. Hey, come here. Come back to the mic. <laughs> Do shooting stars have to be vertical? No, okay. I don't know. This one skipped across the sky like like a, a stone skipping on water, super bright and way faster than most shooting stars. And because it, it wasn't a shooting star, and it went from one side to, of the sky all the way to the next, skipping along like <clears throat> that was weird. So when I asked the question to the sky, <laughs> are all those fast walkers we're seeing right? This is what you're wasting your attention on. Wait till you see what happened. I said, all those fast walkers up there, not all. I said, are most of those fast walkers up there? Like high altitude, black budget, like secret space program or breakaway civilization craft. And that's how they're getting along up there. Like that's what I think those are. Super secret craft. Like the ones McAfee talked about at Lockheed, black budget skunk work stuff, right? As soon as I said that, bing, big flash in the sky. Boom. Answering. Why does it? Ha- why does a flash happen right after I ask an important question like that? You should ask follow up question. I did. I'm, most abductions, my labs, and even no when the people, me. even when the people, <laughs> if they see what looks like a military suit in that abduction, does that mean there's some kind of glitch and they're seeing through the disguise? 
of the gray the area and like the ultimate the holographic the, cloak the artificial life form that they've created to abduct these people or or at least for people to see and then big flash in another the one yep you think those we are like yeses? wow yeah we've already intended that yeses were one flash right after the rc said he star aren't you <laughs> So saw some flash bulbs, tons of fast walkers. Some of them wobbling like this. Like a satellite doesn't wobble through the sky like that. What about uh, the medicine wheel? Oh, that's good too. That's fantastic. But you weren't there at night. No. I would like to do, we, we do want to do a CE5 there at night though. That would be good. Be a bit of a pain getting in there. But we still You could the, camp at the bottom of the hill and no one would know or care. That's, yeah, you could. Yeah. That would be the way to do it, actually. Just you even hike down to the there. river. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, I almost went that way back because I, I remember that's how I came that way up. To the, so we're talking about the uh, Majorville Medicine Wheel. There's about 40 medicine wheels in Alberta. Are okay. you done C-City? Oh, there we go. <laughs> new moon, we dark sky. New moon, okay. dark sky. Which that's is enough. Don't play the whole thing. Just don't play the whole thing. No, 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 no. Don't play the whole thing. No, don't play the whole thing. Crystal clear. Darkest night. Pow, pow, pow. to hate it. Because it's, everyone knows your last name, you know that, right? We started seeing flashballs. Are you worried people are going to use it in other no, jingles? I just don't like hearing it in there. It's just, you know. Because I got tricked into, you know. Okay, that's good. Because I don't like I saying my own you. name. I didn't trick you. I asked you to say your name. You should have. If that's a trick, you should have went on to it right away when I was like, can you say your first and last name? And you're like, Graham Dunlop. Is a C-SETI star. That's like deep fake stuff. That one is not deep fake. It's the profound quote of the week. I got a few here. So I'm going to go deep into the octopus of global control from Charlie Robinson. And this is a chapter relevant to John McAfee and his work and what he wants to do. A lot of it's financial based. So I'm moving to the financial control chapter. All right. Let's hear it. Let's see if you can guess a couple of these authors here. The only question is whether we are able to look reality in the eye and face what is coming in an orderly fashion, or whether it will be disorderly. Debt jubilees have been going on for 5,000 years, as far back as the Sumerians. The next task awaiting the global authorities is how to manage debt write-offs, and therefore a massive reordering of winners and losers in society, without setting off a political storm. Chomsky. You can't just have the same three names and keep rotating. Did around. I say Chomsky like, before? Yeah. I think that's the first time I no, said Chomsky. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Jim Rogers, an investor. That was the other thing I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. I got, I got a couple more in here, too, that are good. I'm going by Chomsky. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. No, I don't want to read that one. Oh, come on. You're dead mic in it, bro. No, you can keep up with me. It's okay. I can keep up with you. What does that even mean? 
Darren and Graham are going deep. Play the old it's a profound now. UFO quote of a week. Words to ponder and critique. It's a profound UFO quote of a week. Okay, we'll go to our poem about the Trisha M. Here Holland. Go, it no turned idea. out to be Nikki the... What? Now you're ready? Yeah. You know... You're go a real ahead, piece of work. No, ahead. no, you okay. go ahead. This is not a time right now for wishful thinking that governments are going to sort things out. The governments don't rule the world. Goldman Sachs rules the world. Stephen Colbert. Alessio Restani, a financial trader. Colbert? I didn't mean Stephen Colbert. Oh, this is a creepy one. I meant uh, Corbett. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Yeah, I know. This one's okay. You, you, this is one of your in your rotation of, of people. People, governments, and economies of all nations must serve the needs of multinational banks and corporations. So this is where McAfee talks this a lot about government freedom and all that, right? And and I was gonna get into this with him, and I and I didn't get a chance, or I don't know what happened with it, but. You know, there's the higher, you know, we're indebted as a society, nations and personal debt to so. the central banks. And that's really the, the problem is it's way higher than government. But George Bush Sr. No, that was Zygmunt Brzezinski. He is not part of my rotation. But he is now. He is now. Actually, Brzezinski really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I'm going to read another poem from our book, The 18 Hummingbirds which is uh, a book that must touch Nikki the dude's heart. Yep. He sent some cash in it, and uh, we're going to read some poems. It's his neighbor, Trisha Holland. So this week we'll go with weightless. When we think we have life figured out, when we know there is little doubt, when the steadiness of the heart pounds, when there is little else to think about, the winds of change blow, when we're certain the days will pass the same, when we feel that we have won the game, when we need each hour to keep us sane, when we finally learn to embrace the rain, the winds of change blow. Wind becomes the breath of life. We breathe in it for only a while. The direction of the winds will shift. Let us, let us, let it lift us weightless, accepting the change the wind brings us. Nice. <laughs> there you have it there's the poem support the show america.ca slash support we are uh, fully uh, oh. listener supported and we love yous for it there's uh, you know a few hundred of you people that find it in your heart to send us a couple of bucks every month helps us pay the rent Helps us do some other stuff. We got another contact at the cabin event that's about sold out. We'll talk about it here in a minute, but we, we couldn't do stuff like that without uh, you know having the basic infrastructure in place that our supporters have helped us get to. Uh, we're also in the process of migrating servers. Our buddy George is back just a couple in another week. Uh, I would say by September or mid-September, we'll have Grimerica on some uh, private servers. 
or I guess they're commercial servers, whatever they are, they'll be out of America and away from the Patriot Act. And uh, they'll be self-contained. We won't be going through any hosts or anything. So theoretically, no one can shut us off. Uh, it's the same server guys actually know what Genda uses. Uh, and then we're also going to build a side catalog of the show and start slowly releasing a second RSS feed. And we'll have the audio self-hosted as well. And uh, what else? I was talking to <clears throat> someone in the chats the other day. I think we got the real option of um, into the into the money we were already looking at spending. We could self-host the chats through another server. So oh, Jesus. He's running some trials for us to play with. Because Discord, something's going to give with Discord. Yeah. It's coming. Just like once Discord's going to get shut down. There's, yeah. It's going to get weird. Yeah. A couple of things have happened now, so... I've had a couple people mention that to me now, and I don't really have a backup plan because I think Slack's fucked now too. So apparently, there's these private ones we can put it. We can put it our own server and host everything, and you know. But then everybody's got to transfer over, right? And all that. So then we're, we'll just then we're stopping it, it and no, we're not going to stop okay, it. Okay. We'll just slowly build it up. You know, it'll be a secondary oh, one. Really? Well, we were talking about it. And it's like, well, the long. What are you going to do? The longer you wait, then I know, I know. More, you know, more people join the chats every day. I know, but we just got enough initiative on the go, like enough. To oh, I know, it's that, initiative but, city. Know. And the thing is, like, I don't know, it's just you people take in there contact with the cabin out of the thing, though. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. different, that's a separate thing. I got an email about that, just by the way, just to read. Well, support the show. I'll end at that. We need the support. It's yeah. what it's how we operate. It's the only way we operate. We don't get money from anybody but you guys. So yeah, exactly. You know, we got 370 episodes out there. We got another 45 episodes in the black budget, which you get once you start supporting. Any support? Any? It's not like you're you know got to do five, ten bucks a month. You can do one or two or a one-time donation. Yeah, of course we. Yeah, do all that stuff. I mean, like I say, we're we're trying to do this thing as the value for value model and we've given you you know almost a thousand hours of content now all for free it's all back there if you can't get to the early episodes that is a malfunction of your podcast player uh you oh. could find them on the website or on the youtube channel or on spotify or you could get another podcast player and it'll have them because i think apple caps yet 300 episodes or something like that uh, anyway they're all out there they're all free grammarica.ca slash support over six years in uh, support the show today. So let's hear your. Oops. Your CAC email. I love emails about CAC. Well, this is kind of a, it's so indirectly about CAC. I think I have another one too, though, but All I don't right. know if I read it or not. Let's hear it. So my whole life I've been a skeptic, and naturally skeptics get drawn into that political conspiracy community after. Years of all the negative outcomes of these, I decided to shut it all off and focus on my own reality. That's what I feel like doing sometimes. Yes. Hey, eh? Especially lately, it's getting fucking crazy out there. I do that a lot. The fake news media is so unbelievable right now. They're causing up a shitstorm. I just sometimes I just feel like put man under a rock and just. I'm back to reading a lot, good. like physically reading yeah, well, good. a bit every day, and then audiobooks, and then I can. Yeah. Between that and the family, I can pretty much disconnect. Yeah. I've been doing a good job of disconnecting. Music helps too. Yep. Well, it's a part of this. The whole time I'm a DJ producer doing the rave thing and the crowds just keep getting smaller and smaller. I live in Wyoming, so there's no people to begin with. 
I haven't recorded a DJ set in years, and I get this wild surge to make something just for me when I'm on one of my psychedelic adventures at the family cabin. I've always been interested in the unknown and the history of why our earth is the way it is, and I took this sort of ancient gods theory to craft a journey out of music. I spent hours deciding how I would mix the songs and how they would tell a story, and then after recording and listening for mistakes and re-recording, this whole story came together and started making me have huge epiphanies about our origins, and it was all I could think about. I felt that thirst for knowledge again, like when I first got into the conspiracy theories and the first podcast I came across was Grimerica. I think a Graham Hancock episode. And it blew my mind. Thanks to you, I have a whole new passion for seeking out truth in history with a much more exciting subject. Can't wait to become a part of the community and someday attend a CAC, which is Contact the Cabin. Anyway, this might mix might not be your favorite genre, but maybe when you're on your long drive heading to CAC contact the cabin i'm putting that in there <clears throat> you can throw it on and go for a journey i made a special interlude and outro with alan watts i think you'd enjoy if you search this mix on soundcloud there's a free mp3 da- mp3 download there as well thanks for the show and that's from steezy and it's man versus machine the side trance mix i think i'm gonna fly to vegas next time what do you mean instead of drive oh are you drive from vegas I think you are too. So are you, did we talk about CAC yet? No, we should. It's like sold out. All the private rooms are sold out. All the camping sold out. Well, let's tell them what it is, first of all. Okay, you go. Uh, we are doing it uh, between Bryce Canyon and Zion Park, right? The venue Next is exactly April? 42 miles from each canyon. No. Yeah. Really? That's pretty cool. So uh, we're, doing, we're, doing some, synchro. we're doing some nighttime... Viewing of the stars and the star mist with David Matheson. We're doing some breathing in the day with Brandon Powell. It's ice a Wim Hof ice training. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. I mean, we're going to be up late, obviously. Yeah. Then we'll sleep in and learn how to Wim Hof it. Throw some CE5 in there. Probably look for some UFOs while we're under the stars. Yeah. Check out the website, contact at the cabin.com. All the info's there. The sold out spots are sold out. Uh, it says what it includes, you know, food, transport, all that lovely stuff. Uh, at last check, there were four beds left. Uh, and those are in a shared room scenario. So I think they're 825. And there's four pullouts in common area, which is like in the big old living room. There's a couple living rooms and that'd be pullouts in there. Those are 450, I think. Anyway, there's four each of those left and that's it. All the private rooms are gone. Um, How many people in total do you think we'll have? Right now, I I think we'll have 40 Yeah, when everything's said and done, plus a couple of overflow for some hosts. Yeah. Uh, which is great. <clears throat> We're looking forward to it. Like I say, I wouldn't mess around. Those are the only spots that are left, and there's a bunch of people kicking tires. So there's a few cheap spots left and a few mid-range spots left. Uh, that includes your three nights lodging, your transport to and from Vegas. And all your food. I'm going to bring some snacks. Hey, there might even be some party favors. Who knows what shows up at CAC? Who knows what you get for the price of admission? Besides a whole lot of fantastic memories. A lot of cool people and a lot of great conversations. Friends you'll never forget. Whole new lease on life. What else you got? 
Uh, I got uh, I got more emails where we can save them. There's a couple about CAC as well. Uh, other than that, that's about it, really. Let's do one more email. Okay, do you want a, like a synchro email or a CAC email? Or like just a feedback sort of CAC email? CAC it. <laughs> what about the synchro I sent you today? Today? Let's do the synchro. I know he's eager to hear today? it. Today? Yeah. Oh, now I got to check my emails for it. Did you send it to me so by I'll email? play the long jingle. Is it from Garrett? No. No? Synchronicity. It's time for another installment of the Canadian Third Party okay. Synchronicity. <coughs> Rating authority. Acapella. So this is from Dan? Yeah. Oh, do you want your name to be mentioned? That's even a, a question on the, yeah. on the form. Hey, boys. Hey, oh, boys and grime fam. Dan here from the Dan and Dana duo a la First Weekend CAC 2019. We had a killer time in CO and our Randall-guided road trip home. We're bummed we couldn't meet everyone from each trimester in person, though some folks met may have met Buddy Jack in the jar at the end of the porch at some point. <laughs> <laughs> But not to fear, we are stoked to be cruising out to Bryce Canyon in April and look forward to meeting more of the family. While the Mountain Mesa tramping and live-on vacation lectures and the Geo Moses were awesome, to comfort and acceptance to talk super openly about the creepy shit you hardly talk to your friends about is what makes our makeshift commune a special circle. But anyways, this is a synchro report, so enough of the, the feels and get back to the shivers. Last Friday afternoon, I'm driving back towards home after a work trip to San Jose, ready to start my 13-year-old's birthday camping trip weekend. We live up in the mountains about four hours away from the city, but I travel down to the mucky muck a few times a month for work-related adventures. Or sorry, ventures. <laughs> I threw the ad on there. After about an hour of sitting in the obscene San Francisco Bay Area weekend traffic, contemplating putting my face through the steering wheel, I kick on the latest Brothers of the Serpent episode about Dabbler's Den, also realizing that traffic is just a construct and that really obstacle is my feeling towards it. The, the real obstacle is my feeling towards it. I figure it's in society's best interest that I fire up a little smoke. About halfway into the episode, Russ gets surprised by Kyle and family live on the air with an awesome Sphinx-inspired cake on his birthday, which was a few days prior. I figure that I should celebrate a little win, a little with the boys, so I put down my window and I relight my doobie, allegedly. As I glance around to verify that none of the other lemmings in traffic are spectating, my eyes flash by a small sedan directly next to me with a handsome young man chatting on a Bluetooth in the passenger seat. Now, I'm always considered myself a bit of a super recognizer, <laughs> but literally within milliseconds, I recognize him. I wipe the doubt out of my eyes and double verify it's Chase from CAC-19. I blast the horn on the truck and spook him, a, him and his gal a bit, but as soon as he sees me, his face lights up and he hollers, Dude! just in time for tra traffic to pick up and they pull away not to be seen again. A minute later, I get a phone call with a caller ID, Chase Cack. We had a blast together out in Colorado, and upon figuring out that we both live in NorCal, we swapped phone numbers, though we hadn't had an opportunity to chat since returning home. 
on the phone after the obligatory exchange of, bro, what the fuck, Synchro? He goes on to tell me that his, he's headed up to Lake Tahoe for his birthday. He's wearing his Brothers of the Serpent t-shirt, and he just started the Bots episode with Tom, also from CAC. I jumped on the Discord to let the boys know and compile the events and the Synchro strings, and after communally shitting ourselves on the chats over the stories connections, I was encouraged to submit this little anecdote, reg- anecdote regardless of how Darren will proceed to shat upon it himself. You know, I talked to Chase at some point in those couple of days. Would that be some of you was on the phone with me? Oh, with the Bluetooth. <laughs> Maybe. Because Chase is helping out with CAC 20. But... Yeah, that's right. Chat Chase posted a pic of himself in the passenger seat wearing the S Bros shirt, and I posted a picture of the traffic. With so many cars on the road, you can start to get an idea of how just ridiculously astronomical the odds would be just for us to even see each other, let alone an arm's reach away for the first time since Colorado, let alone while listening to the same people with whom we were congregating with in Colorado, but also while all having birthday celebrations at that moment. We go in deep. There's levels to this synchro game, boys. Anyways, love you all and thanks for everything. As always, see you bad muffs in the badlands. Is it the, are the pictures attached? No. Oh. But it would be cool if you go back and see when you called him, when you guys were talking. Does it say what day it is? Uh, I get way too many fucking phone calls for that, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> You'd have to get it on your bill. That's not going <laughs> to I'm not looking at it. We're not opening not, up that fucking can of worms. Why are you calling the state so much? Yeah, why do you call the state so much for <laughs> hours? Um, you know where I might be able to find it, though? It's because we text, I think, right before we chatted. I think we text like I'm calling you. Let's see. And that was the last time you talked to me. Let's see. What do we got here? Uh, uh. Oh, papa. Why aren't you talking, man? I said keep talking. Did you? I don't think you did. Didn't I? No, you just thought it. And you expect me to pick up on those thoughts again as usual. Did I? Yeah. Oh, it was, Ju- it was July 17th. July 17th, okay, so. Looks like around, oh, look at that, 1420. <laughs> so 220 Mountain would have been 120 Pacific, around 130 Pacific. So you said it was last Friday afternoon, so no, it wasn't the same one. Too bad, nice try. Why, what day was the? Well, this is from August 7th, and he said last Friday, so. Oh, this would have been way before yeah. that. I feel like I've talked talk Chase more recently than that, huh? Yeah, well, time flies. Time flies when we're having fun. Yeah. We're having fun in America. And that contacted the cabin. I mean, you heard it right there from Dan, the man himself. Wonderful wife, Dana. Fantastic people. Oh, yeah. Great stories and great conversation with them. Yep. Check it out. Contact at thecabin.com. Gramerica.ca slash support. I think that's enough to leave them with. You enough betcha. homework to leave them yeah, with yeah. for this week. So yeah. support the show. Sign up for contact at the cabin. We're going to give that synchro. You know what? I'm going to count the Brothers of the Serpent as a Grammarica ship. Okay. And give it a 9.42. Wow, that's pretty good. That's almost, uh, that's up there. It's up there. You think we'll be happy? No one's ever happy. 
Everyone? Oh, yeah, he's happy. Is he? Yeah. Dan's always yeah, happy. Dan's happy. Yeah, he's happy. Love for the books. All right, guys. Enjoy this fabulous chat with the uh, ambassador for freedom, John McAfee. Yeah, we'll start recording uh, audio anyways, John, and then Darren will start trying to get us up on the stream. We don't want to make, right. you, make you wait too long. So welcome back to the show anyways. I mean, it's good to hear uh, you made it from where you were last time. I think you're, last time we talked to you, you were on a boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere, and now you're, uh, I think you're safe overseas somewhere at least. Yeah. Thank, good job. We're, uh, we're in Eastern Europe. That's all we'll divulge right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't want... <laughs> I'm going to be careful, but I don't want to ask you too many detailed questions. But, yeah, it's good to good to hear you're safe over there. And you're still, uh, yeah. you know, you're still connected to the world, thank God. And you're still running but not wanting to uh, to win. I love your little uh, 2020. Get your soul back. <laughs> good. <laughs> like, so a, like, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't want, I wouldn't want the job if, if, if they paid me $100 million. I just... I can't imagine anybody wanting that job. Nah, it's crazy. Not if they wanted, not if they wanted to do it the way it should be done, which is serve the people. That's a lot of people to serve. That's right. Yeah, get us out of that slavery. Get us out of the debt slavery that we're yes. in. I mean, that's. Uh, I guess that's part of your. You know, your your platform really is not to win. It's to educate the people of uh, the slavery that we're in, which it seems to be getting worse with the last few days and the last couple of weeks. I, f- I feel like your freedoms are, uh, or at least, uh, you know, the Americans freedoms are See, about, every, about every, to get worse. Every, every event is picked up by, you know, some element of the government, usually the justice department uh, as an excuse to remove one more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And then one more and then one more, you know, we've, we've, all of our financial freedoms have been removed. Almost everybody is in debt. We are dependent on the fiat dollar, uh, which is controlled by the Fed, a fucking private organization. I mean, if, if you look at it objectively, it's absurd on the surface and, and in depth as well. Yep. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, and, and it's Trump is. I keep flip flopping back and forth over whether he's, you know, he's genuine or not, but it just seems like now after all these things, he, you know, he's just going to be clamping down on, on freedom as well. You know, more censorship on the internet. Like that's, I mean, he can't really, he can't really do much about Google because, you know, he needs, he needs the big tech, you know, in, in his position. I mean, he shouldn't, but he oh, yeah, does. He does. Yes. And he needs it big time. Plus, you know, the election is coming up. And so, 
uh, it's politics as usual, pandering to the um, the the greatest common denominator of the um, of the people. Well, I think are we up in, are we are we are we recording it or yep. are we still? No, we're working. We're, oh, we are. Everything seems to be working. We'll cross our fingers that the deep state won't shut us off here, and uh, <laughs> hopefully we can we can keep plugging along. Like uh, we are working towards in America, we figure we'll, we need eight months of being able to still operate on some of these platforms we're utilizing, but we're working in the direction of hopefully just being able to do our own thing and not need any of these guys infrastructure in the future. Cause it seems like they're just willing to shut people off on a whim. And I think, you yes. know, Trump's comments this morning were kind of spooky. I mean, I haven't seen the video myself, but from the sounds of it, it was something about shining a light on the dark corners of the internet. Yes. And, and say this, this is all instigated by the justice department. Um, why? Because the justice department has supreme power. If you think about it, uh, they are the ones that can level charges. They're the ones that can gather the most evidence and hide the evidence that does not suit them. Right. Uh, they're exactly. the ones that can, can they, they can intimidate. They can say, listen, uh, sign this saying you're guilty. We'll give you 18 months or we'll fight you and you'll do 30 years. Um, intimidation, fear. Um, no, it's not the justice department. It's become the injustice department, but it's hugely powerful. And so the FBI has recently been looking at the internet, things like HN. Now I'm not agreeing with 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 the, the things that happen on HN, but this is still America, uh, and we do have freedom of speech and freedom not to listen. Right? We don't have to go on HN, um, but it's it's becoming like the minority reports, like oh this may happen, therefore we will classify you as terrorists and uh, you know clamp down on you. It's, it's really getting frightening. Well, and it opens it up to, to trolling. I mean, people, I've already heard people talking about the manifesto and this being a reason to take 8chan down and to shine the light in the dark corners. I mean, who decides well, Curry what's read dark the manifesto. Out, right? Did you hear the part he read? He's like, buddy says in his manifesto, it's not about Trump. And like right away, it's like, boom, Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, so to me, this situation... 50 years ago, keep in mind, I'm, I'm 74. 50 years ago, no one in America could, could possibly have conceived that things like this would happen. Uh, it was a, a system, you know, in, in the 1950s where the government still mostly served the public rather than the, the public serving the government. Uh, and the government was pretty much open and, and visible and people had privacy. Uh, now the government insists, or the Justice Department insists, that you open the kimono and show everything. Meanwhile, we're going to show you nothing whatsoever. Um, so we now work for and and uh, are controlled by the government that should be working for and be controlled by us. This is how it started out, and, and it's completely reversed. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the problem with... That's kind of the scary thing about, you know, when we talk to Matheson about, you know, the the kind of walk back and forth between certain things that should be socialized and certain things that should be more uh, libertarian bend to them. And he's like, you know, the problem is that it was never supposed to be that you couldn't trust the government at all. And he's like, we've kind of got to that point where you, you can't really trust the government. And there are things that should be owned by the people, but the people have no representation anymore. 
Well, you know, I'm 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 a a, a hard uh, and true libertarian, and um, the libertarian uh, precept is that you know it's if it happens, it happens in your neighborhood, and if you're human beings with a heart and any sympathy and and regard for human humankind, uh, you know, people take care of each other. Yeah. Social programs that are national, statewide, or uh, that extend beyond your own sphere of knowledge and, and purview um, are an entirely different thing. And on that scale, there is so much opportunity for fraud and theft and, you know, by government officials. Well, worse than that. Uh, worse than that. I mean, that could be the what's happening with this whole, um, you know, pedo gate stuff. I mean, these big, big corporations and these big nonprofits and NGOs, I mean, they seem to be co-opted for really nefarious purposes. I mean, not just corruption, but, you know, funneling human trafficking and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the real problem. The problem is that corporations and government have become almost one thing now. Um, all of politics is, is about the corporate world. I mean, the shit that's happening in the Middle East, you know, and seriously, does it touch the average American? Does it change your life? Does it affect you in any way other than an emotional outpouring for the suffering that's taking place? I mean, other than that, it touches the lives only of the great corporations, oil companies, companies that do business in these areas. It's all about business and all about money. Um, whereas the government started out all about people, all about people's needs and their hearts and their hopes, their dreams, uh, that's disappeared. The corporations are, in fact, half of the government. Is that a global epidemic? Pardon? Is that a global problem? Is that a global problem? You know, it's hard to speak globally, being, being an American and being... Uh, English speaking and and being clued in mostly to American issues and American politics, but yes, I think so. Um, you know, I'm not a Marxist or anything, but that maybe this is some indication of of the uh, uh, global capitalism collapse. I have no clue, but in America, which is what we're talking about, it is a problem, and and it's so visible everywhere. I mean, you see, you see Facebook and and Google and and Twitter cowtowing. Uh, again, to the Justice Department, we need to know what's happening in social media. We need to get into people's lives. We need to have a back door into WhatsApp so that the privacy that the Americans have a right to uh, can only be violated by us. I mean, it, th this is total nonsense. It's a runaway Justice Department and a runaway corporate slash government marriage that needs to be dissolved. Yeah. Uh, so do you, I mean, since we last talked, there's a lot, a lot has happened. I mean, oh, big, big tech has climbed down, like, like Epstein's been arrested. I mean, do you think that, I mean, is this all just a farce that, uh, you know, that Trump and the Anons are taking down the global pedophile network? I mean, is that, is that just distraction for everybody so that now they can, like Darren's got a theory about them, you know, basically censoring it's, it's, it's a deeper distraction and they're basically what's happening is more censorship and more of our freedoms being taken away would you agree then see i i i wish i wish it were possible for anyone to answer that question that is not in some high level of government because do you know anything about the truth no that's i mean thing. anything 
let, let's let's start with 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 Epstein, Epstein and, and his um, uh, his guilt. I mean, he pled guilty, but who does not plead guilty when you're you know sitting in front of a bunch of federal prosecutors saying we want to give you life, yeah, or you can take a couple of years. Um, and and all the the information that we have comes from the media, filtered through the media with its own biases and with, with its own uh, self interest from a government that is informed by the CIA and fourteen other covert agencies, and God knows what their interests are. So really, the American people are blind and deaf. We cannot hear and see because we are given nothing but propaganda. Yeah. So I wish I had an answer for you. I mean, it certainly seems likely that that this is all smoke and mirrors, and that something far deeper is happening. And and the deeper may be just what is we all know, which is the corporate uh, government structure is stealing from us, and we've turned us into slaves. And so maybe this is all to prevent us from seeing the reality of our own existences. I don't have a clue. Neither do you. Neither does anybody. We first have to solve the problem of government transparency. We can have a secret government and a populace with open kimonos where everything is known of the populace and nothing is known of the government. It's got to reverse. I'm sorry. The government is intended to work for us. We elected those fucks, all right? We, we asked them to represent who? Us, for fuck's sake. Not the corporations. The people, for fuck's sake. It's the people who vote. Corporations don't have a vote. So... This is the issue. You know, we've, we've, we, we have to address this before we can address anything. Yeah. You asked me about immigration. I don't have a fucking clue what the reality is. The Middle East, good God. I speak neither Farsi nor Saudi nor, nor Arabic. I know very little about the religion, nothing about the political alliances, the culture, the, the history. Good God. Don't, don't ask anybody in America what we should do there because nobody knows. Well, we can't we even have a conversation be. about it. That's the problem too. I mean, you can, no, well, I think that's secrecy. by design. You know, I think that's kind of like, I think that that's my thing on the whole Trump thing is I think that that whole thing was to kick up enough, enough dust to get us all fighting about right and left and all this bullshit again, because when we're doing that, you know, it's almost like at the tail end of Obama, you know, we have YouTube, all these YouTube channels and podcasts and websites that are are questioning the, the the truth and pushing the empire, and you know, and it's it, it's becoming a problem. And all of a sudden, Trump comes in, and no one, no one, even all the alternative shows, you know, ninety percent of them ended up spinning Trump or anti-Trump, or you know what, the whole thing just be, turned into a, a giant, a, thing, a giant yeah. political arena again, and you know, worse than it's ever been in my entire lifetime. And when people are too busy fighting amongst each other over what fucking bathroom they should use or whatever else is going on, then the government gets away with fucking murder. Well, you, you need to understand something that that much of the problem within the government, including things like the secrecy and, and the corruption, is caused by the two party system. And the two party system creates one certainty war between the two parties. So we are a country at war with ourselves, I and mean, we're not out in the streets shooting each other with guns as parties. Well, maybe they'll come to now. that. But, but we, we are certainly at war with ourselves. You know, the left is becoming more extreme, the right is becoming more extreme. Um, we are dividing this country down the middle. 
And that division is the cause of hatred. If you're on, and what does that even mean to be on one side or the other side? My God, none of us are purely one thing or the other. If we're honest with ourselves, what happens is each party promotes propaganda that's magnified by the media on their side yeah. to make us think, that, oh my God, this is a very critical issue. The Middle East is critical. Well, fuck me, it doesn't touch anybody. No, it's not critical. But we believe it is, and so we're on one side or the other there. So all of this is in the mind, the mind division created by the two parties, each seeking ultimate power. This has got to fucking stop. What are your thoughts on how cryptocurrency will play a role in the upcoming global recession, and more specifically, XRP being used as a global bridge asset? <laughs> Why XRP? I'm just curious. Uh, it's from a question from the chats, so I'm assuming that they are tied to XRP somehow. I'm more interested. Right, well, I mean, my thoughts on cryptocurrency are more on how blockchain can be used as, with information. Well, let's talk about something a little more fundamental, and that is how can cryptocurrency be used to change the landscape that I have just described? This nightmare of division and, and hostility, uh, this uh, landscape of slavery to the state, to the, to the corporation, to the system. Everything in life is based on currency. You need to understand this. Everything. Your, your children's schooling requires currency. Payment for your house, your car, your food, your clothes, the wooing of your spouse, perhaps. Everything in life is based on currency. We need and demand it for our very existence. Someone who controls that currency controls your life. See this. Controls where it's being spent, what it can be spent on, where it can go, where it can't. You can't send money to Iran. You can't send money to England. Um, the, uh, the inflation and deflation. Uh, print, let's print some more money and it will devalue the dollar and it will benefit XYZ. Well, it's not benefiting the people. So currency is the key to all freedom, if you think about it. And whoever controls currency controls your freedom. What is the unique thing about cryptocurrency? Most it's de of them. decentralized, right? It's decentralized and there is no control. It is a decentralized, trustless system. You don't have to trust the Fed uh, to bolster the dollar. You don't have to trust anybody. It is distributed with no one in control. Do you understand? The concept itself is mind-blowing if you think about the implications. Yeah. But it's not just the concept, we actually have currencies here. If you add to that privacy and anonymity, which many privacy coins have, you now have absolute financial freedom of the individual. And from that financial freedom flow all other freedoms. This is why government are so desperate to stop it, restrain it, control it, regulate it. But even these attempts cannot possibly succeed. Anything that a person does, chooses to do, that can be done privately in your own home, 
like smoke weed, drink, do what you want, have strange sex, who cares, is impossible to regulate. Time and time again, every attempt by every government over the course of human history has found the same problem. You can't regulate it. Look at America, all of the states that have stringent and federal rules against weed. I know people who smoke weed. Almost everybody smokes weed in spite of jail terms that they could possibly face. You can't regulate what a person does with their own body and mind in the privacy of their own dwelling. This can't be done. So what is crypto? Do you have to go to a public place to do it? You have a football field being watched by 100 people? Fuck no. You can do it in your bedroom, in your car, in the bathroom. You like have your smartphone with you and your wallet. So this is a system that can't be stopped. And I'm not talking about any specific coin like Bitcoin or Monero or, or XRP. I'm talking about the cryptocurrency universe and the blockchain concept which powers it is something that can't be stopped. So smart governments had better, you know, strap on the bulletproof vest and go, okay, I'm, I'm with you guys against the rest of the world. Because any government's attempt to create their own crypto is going to fail because that crypto is going to be controlled by the government, monitored by it, watched closely, will have no privacy or anonymity, and we simply just won't use it. You know, the, our government says, you don't, don't smoke weed, you've got alcohol. Well, you know, if you choose not to drink alcohol, that's your choice. When I say drink alcohol, alcohol is legal in America. Weed mostly is not. So do you understand? No matter what they do, well, we're going to create our own and make that work. Fuck no, we're not going to use it. Yeah, but they we're can go through. It. They can go through corporations like Facebook and Libra, which is the opposite of the you know decentralized blockchain, right? So what That's is fine. That's fine. That's fine. So go ahead and do it. What are you going to do? Make us use it? <laughs> How do you do that? You would have to have a policeman in every home in America to prevent us from choosing something else like Monero, which gives me ultimate privacy, anonymity. Jesus, do you understand that? That it's 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 insane what governments are doing. Let's regulate, stop. Let's let's like in India, let's make it fucking illegal and imprison you. It's not going to work. Not going to help. What's Listen, he, what's illegal crypto, in India? Pardon? What's illegal in India? Oh, yeah, no, no, well, in India, they are considering legislation to make all cryptocurrency use illegal. Wow. With prison with prison terms, it's not going to help. The prison terms of marijuana don't prevent you, or maybe you don't smoke weed, but somebody does that you know. Does it prevent them? Fuck no. Please, God. <laughs> it's a hopeless battle that governments are fighting. And don't be, please, do not think that, oh, my God, Facebook's got, you know, Libra, and now the world has come to an end. Fuck no. No one's <laughs> going to use it that has a, has a brain. Do you think, so, that's interesting. I guess, you know, I don't really understand enough of the, fundamentals of how blockchain is is protected from from prying eyes of the government or anything else but um so i mean i guess my concern is that most of the smartphones are probably infected in the factory if any of vault seven is is true and 
I just wonder if like attack on that banking system would be enough for them to just shut off the internet. You know, it's like control, you know, it's like the two levels of control is, is the new level of internet control worth giving up your financial control you've had for a couple thousand years. Well, well listen, it, it's not a matter of the internet. I mean, you can't, you can't shut the internet down without shutting down everything. Food processing, every government. Of course, that wouldn't be bad, would it? Every government. Yeah, yeah. Be. But every, every, you can't shut the internet down. And any attempt to control it can't possibly touch privacy blockchains. Now, not all blockchains are private. You, you need to understand something with things like Bitcoin and, and uh, Ethereum and, uh, uh, and, and similar uh, any asshole can use an ether scan and go into your wallet once he's sent you something, you've sent them something, and see how much you have in it, what comes in, what goes out, when, uh, what your balance is. If your bank did that, if you wrote a check to your plumber and he went to the bank, cashed it, and said, Oh, by the way, uh, I'd like to see from now on uh, every transaction in this account, please, all the money that comes in and goes out. And the bank says, Oh, okay, sure. Uh, and I want to see the balance and so on. You wouldn't be a happy camper, would you? No, no. Or would you? No. Okay. But that's what Bitcoin is. And that's what Ethereum is. That's what every ERC20 coin is. But if you get into the realm of privacy coins, it does not fucking matter. You're not going to be able to isolate a Monero transaction on the internet among the other flow of traffic. It is morphing constantly and can't be seen. So, again, there's nothing you can do. And again, it's not the power of the blockchain, but it's how the blockchain is implemented and used by the specific crypto. What about, uh, so, so could that be translated into, you know, like if, if we see the continued clampdown on, say, sharing video or audio, um, you know, are, are, is that kind of stuff, are we, is that, is that sort of information or media can that be used in the same system, theoretically? No, absolutely. The, the clampdown on video and, and audio, first of all, it has many different parameters. Uh, the, the companies that produce these things, like movie companies, Sony and MGM and so on, are putting sophisticated, uh, electro, uh, sophisticated uh, technology such that much of this can't even be played uh, if it's bootlegged. Also, the bootleg comes from specific sites that can be found uh, shut down or, or monitored. It's not the same thing with a distributed privacy coin where every, every person is a node on a network. Every part you've, you've got your phone, suddenly you become part of the distributed network, the distributed exchange. Uh, everything is distributed. So you shut down... 10 people or 100 or 1,000 or a million, it does not affect anything. So, no, you can't. See, this is what governments are thinking of. We, we were successful with, um, uh, with video and uh, um, intellectual property. Well, this is not intellectual property. This is an entirely different monster. It is something that has come out of the box. It is Pandora's box, which has opened. The currency is out, and it will not go back in, and it will not be controlled. Could I theoretically share the podcast through blockchain in the future? If, say, like well, iTunes you can, and everything you shut can down? You can theoretically do anything uh, with the blockchain. 
the main purpose of the blockchain is, is to provide uh, a degree of certainty that transactions can never be changed. That's very important. With every other system, you can't. A smart hacker can go in, or the owner of the data can go in and change it. People can go in and get ledger books and erase them and, and forge new entries. You can't do that with the blockchain. It is an immutable entry, which will be there for all to view. Now, with privacy coins, what you're viewing, you have no clue what it is. <laughs> who, who is the originator? Uh, who is the receiver? What was the amount? Uh, where and when? All, that's, all that is completely masked. But the transaction's still there. So, um, you know, it's again, it's, it's a unique animal, difficult to explain. It's a mathematical system of perfection um, beyond the control of, of, of mere physics and, <laughs> and governmental wishes. Well, can you give people advice on how, how we should be using this platform and not just, uh, you know, hoarding it to sell out type thing? I mean, we all, you know, if, if, we, if we want this to be something that has a real effect on... Sustainable, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now you need to understand there's... There, thousands of purposes for cryptocurrency um for example the ease of use where i can get up in the morning and send a hundred dollars to a friend in england without getting out of bed instead of getting out of bed getting dressed driving to the bank filling out forms and a friend getting it the following day um so for simple transactions like that and transactions uh in a system that you don't want to risk uh, volatility you could use a, um, a stable coin, uh, something like DAI, a very sophisticated coin. I use it frequently. Uh, it is pegged uh, to the U.S. dollar, and no matter what happens, no matter what the volume, no matter what the buy or the, the sell uh, balance is, it's, always, it, it's never more than 1% from the dollar. It manages this using very sophisticated smart contracts on the Ethernet chain. That's great. That's not a privacy coin, but if you want to just, you know, if I, I want to travel to Europe and I don't want to put $10,000 in my pocket or whatever you want to spend while you're there, uh, DAI, uh, that's the coin you would want because it's not going to lose or gain anything against the dollar because you'd be using dollars anyway. Uh, so that's one thing, stable coins, privacy coins uh, like uh, Palo, Monero, Zcash, uh, those were people who just don't want other people knowing what they're doing with their fucking money. Um, you know, so that's fine for them. Uh, other coins like medical coins like um, uh, Docademic or Doc.com, um, MTC, uh, for people maybe with health problems. Or, you know, the greatest thing about, I think, Docademic is, is their, their um, psychological button. Their app has two buttons, a red one and a blue one. Red. I just cut myself. I think I'm bleeding to death. You push the button, the doctor comes on. Uh, blue, you know, my, my spouse just left me, took the dog, the car, ran off with the neighbor, and emptied my bank account. Uh, I'm going to jump off the San Francisco bridge. You're on the bridge, and you think, oh, yeah, I never did try this blue button. Let me see. You push it. A psychologist comes on instantly. goes, what's your problem, son? Yeah, my wife left me. I said, well, why don't you step off the bridge, and let's talk about it. I mean... That is a fucking function for, yeah. for cryptocurrency. Um, then there are things that you might want to just hold for investment. People buy Bitcoin because it might be a store of value and raise itself in value. Um, 
there, there are thousands of different different uses. That's why there are thousands of different coins. Um, so it depends. What do you want to use it for? Store value? Well, there's a whole bunch you could you could possibly buy. Um, a, a big investment. There's a bunch of those. XTZ, uh, as an example. Um, medical privacy. You name it. Smart contracts can do anything. But I, I think your point is use it right instead of just hoarding it. I mean, well, it, not, not just investment. If you if you are just into investing, then then hold it. Uh, but but if everybody does that, then nothing will happen. Yeah, nothing will yeah. nothing will ever increase in value. So yes, use it, use it absolutely. That's the whole fucking point. I mean, Monero. You want privacy? You want security? You can use your credit card, or you can use Monero. God damn it, I'll take Monero, please. <laughs> or the same thing with Apollo. You want your credit card or check or even use Apollo, where nobody knows anything about you, where you are, what your name is, the name or, or the location of the person you're transacting business with, and the story. If that's what you want, use that. Privacy coins are going to have great use because I truly believe that most people want some degree of privacy. Uh, in their financial dealings, yeah. and men, uh, most people would like complete privacy. This also scares governments, terrifies them. Oh my God, what if we can't dig into all of these transactions? How do we collect income taxes? Well, find a fucking way. We were doing great, great before 1913. We yeah. had none. <laughs> exactly. Scrap the income tax. Yeah. Exactly. What does that's going to shut down the breakaway civilizations and the military industrial complexes and all those sort of secret programs? Oh, I mean, that's that's where they're going to get upset. What's your take on? Um, do, do you do you give any any credence to a breakaway civilization type thing of uh, tech elites or anything like that? Uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. Uh, just simplify for me. I'm an old man. It's the take that um, you know. Ever since like the fifties, the the certain sect of the military or the private sector, maybe it was given to the private sector to stay away from governmental oversight, and they're sort of you know a hundred years ahead of the rest of us in tech and weaponry and space travel and energy and everything well, else. Well, yeah, I, you know, I, I I worked for for Lockheed for a number of years, and I worked on on black programs. These are programs uh, where we contract with the government, but they don't really exist. They're called black because they just don't exist. <laughs> so, um, and um, well, absolutely. I mean, at the time I was working on things which didn't come out until 25 years later. Um, yes, but, but, but it, that, that's not the issue. All, all of the, the technology that's there that we are not aware of, well, that's fascinating, of course. The, the issue is that, that in the process of building these things, uh, a relationship, a sort of a symbiotic, parasitic relationship develops between uh, the suppliers and the government. Um, companies like Lockheed, Lockheed Martin, and 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 high tech uh, um, developers for secret Pentagon projects. Um, good God, because it is secret, <laughs> because there is no oversight. Can you imagine? The graft and and pocketing of, of money and the charging of you know there was I think one of five thousand dollar toilet seat uh, for one of the Apollo missions things of this nature Jesus Christ um, this is the problem uh, that complex 
which has really morphed into the information government complex, not just the military, the entire U.S. government, mostly the Justice Department, uh, where, okay, Google, we want to know this. Google is now, I don't know if any of this, this uh, little tidbit seemed to pass everybody uh, a month and a half ago, where Google uh, announced that it will cooperate with local law enforcement agencies to the point that if there is a crime, Google will provide the exact location of every telephone that was in the vicinity of that crime when it happened. Wow. Now, think about it. Yes, look it up. I'm, I'm not making this shit up. It's too weird for me to wake up. Um, so yeah, I mean, so so we have we have things like this happening. Where what's the difference now between Google and the Justice Department, where Google is actively spying on people in, in effect? And well, let's see, we yeah, we know these phones, these phones, these phones, and these phones, and and uh, if you want to know the numbers and the names, we can be happy to give them to you. Well, it would have to be a pretty big crime because they don't really give a shit about the small crimes anymore. I mean, anything under $1,500, you can steal your bike, steal your car, break into your place. doesn't even matter. They don't even do anything about it. So that's, you know. Well, it, it depends. It depends on who you are and how badly the Justice Department wants you. I yeah. promise you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I, if, I steal, if I steal a fountain pen, <laughs> I'm going to get a federal, a federal charge out of it. And they'll see everybody that was in the vicinity of you. And, yeah. and right, that's the other problem. Yeah. And you realize every time I come on, come on a, a, any any uh, podcast, uh, you're going to be watched probably for the next four or five weeks just to make sure that you're not sort of in cahoots with me on something. Right. Yeah, I was wondering about that today. What are we getting ourselves into? So, how does that work with your? How does that work with uh, you know McAfee 2020 and and you're way over there in Eastern Europe in a Faraday cage? Or <laughs> we saw a video of you the other day in one. And then uh, you know, with this uh, with this whole like political James thing Bond. going on, can you do this? Can you do your whole thing from Zoom or? Well, yeah, from any number of different uh, different uh, programs. Uh, keep in mind, we are in the internet age, and I am talking to you from somewhere in in Eastern Europe, and you're somewhere in America, uh, and we're communicating just fine. You may notice that I've, I have not stopped putting out videos, and neither have my neither have my followers. Uh, stopped growing. You know, I've got 40,000 new swallow followers in the past week and a half. Um, so I don't need to be on a stage okay. with someone. Okay. In fact, in fact I, I think that's a, a, a huge benefit. I'd rather have a screen somewhere behind a podium where I can sleep through everybody else's comments and then say what I need to say. Um, but no, first of all, there's no rule saying you cannot campaign from pres for president from a foreign country. Um, there is no uh, technological or physical limitation to campaigning. Um, I mean, social media is the campaign. How does Donald Trump talk to people for fuck's sake? Through Twitter. I mean, too much, actually. But does he need a press corps? Does he need the New York Times? Fuck no. That's why he's using Twitter. He gets to say what he wants in his own fucking words. Yeah. And everything else is just sort of protocol and formality. Uh, press conferences are mere formality, but it doesn't give a shit about them. Um, so, no, it's not, it's not affecting in any way my ability to campaign. I think it's actually helping. Um, you know, I get a little more pressed by doing the weird shit that I do. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely treading new waters. I mean, tr I mean, Trump sort of opened up that gate to, you know, not going through the media. 
So, but I mean, you still have to be, you know, somebody's still got to cover you and what you say in some sort of mainstream form, I guess. I mean, the independent people that are running, I don't know who you're going to be, you know, running well, against you know, or, you know, the, if it's going to be like uh, the Gary, uh, what's his name? Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson thing. Yeah, but here's the problem, or not the problem, but the issue. First of all, and the magic word you said was, I guess. Well, see, that is a big guess. Do I really need the mainstream media? Yeah. If yeah. I have any any following in social media. Um, but, but here's here's the fucking issue. I'm not running against anybody. I'm not running against Trump, whoever the Democratic nominee is, or, or anybody. I'm just fucking running. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, I have a totally different agenda i'm not i'm not a, i'm not going to talk about issues like immigration in the middle east and um you know our trade problems with china because what the fuck does that actually mean trade with china it means that you will have to pay a couple of dollars more or less for a fucking chinese toaster based upon these massive negotiations why are they doing it for the fucking corporations again so i'm not going to be talking about any of this shit I'm going to be talking about the fundamental problem of why are you people even up here talking when nobody knows jack shit about what's really happening. That our government is shrouded in a cloak of dark, mysterious secrecy. Whereas we have open lives and we're supposed to say what we're supposed to do in the Middle East or anywhere else. Because that information came through 14 different covert agencies, including the CIA and the NSA and all of the covert military organizations with their own agendas and purposes through the channels up to the bureaucracy where it's edited and massaged and into the press where God knows what they're going to do with it. And then to us, and you expect me to make, to tell you what I'm going to do. I have a fucking clue. I don't know. Neither do you. Does no, but the people that are following you don't need to hear that message. It's the people that, you know, that aren't following you that need to hear the message. Like, you know, I guess that's the I thing. Agree. It's like, you know, we're in it. We're in different universes here. And, you know, all the people that are following you in one universe and there's a bunch of people on a completely no, not, other I'm side. Not, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not dissing you at all. And I don't, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. consider you mainstream media. Uh, I, I'm just I'm just saying that. The interesting phenomenon about waking up a society is you don't have to wake up everybody yourself yeah, yeah. let's imagine there's a fucking we're in a movie theater and people say well, what's your plan here's the analogy you're in a movie theater and it's an enthralling goddamn movie everybody's glued their eyes are glued to the screen and a fire breaks out in the back you notice it but nobody else does you shake the guy next to you look at the fire he's awoke man he's gonna shake people i'm gonna shake another person What's the plan? They don't need a fucking plan. We just need everybody to wake up and see, oh my God, a fire. There are exits. We exit. See, here's the issue. No goddamn plan is needed once you see the truth of your life and the situations that you are in. I mean, if you come home and you find your wife in bed with your neighbor and the neighbor's dog and, and his wife, and you go, God, I had no fucking clue, you're suddenly woke. Do you need a plan? No, pack your fucking bags and leave. Or stay and join the party. I don't know. But there's no plan needed, dude. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, you only need to read. You only need to unplug from the Matrix. You only need to reach a certain amount of people, but. Janice is sitting here just laughing her ass off. <laughs> I think it's 3%. I'm sorry. 
Right. I've heard 3%. that number a couple yeah, times. If you can get 3% of the population to wake the fuck up, then it starts like uh, the tumble it'll down. Start, it'll snowball. I'm sorry. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not concerned. You know, if I have 10 followers, I'll talk to those 10. However, I do have the right. And I think the libertarian party is going to approve that I can campaign and debate remotely. There you go. And have a screen. Perfect. And I, now after after that, I have no clue. Well, make a whole. I, I, I know it sounds unlikely, but I I have no <laughs> I have no no contenders in the Libertarian Party. Really, not. I mean, uh, Gary Johnson has left. Uh, Bill Weld has left. Uh, uh, Austin Peterson, for fuck's sake, left. That that broke my heart. I like I like young Austin. So I've got I'm left with the people like Berman Supreme. Who wears a boot on his head? And by the way, I'd be more than happy to run with him as vice president. I'd like Berman. You know, he is a um, is a performer. Uh, his life is performance art. So I know that many in the Libertarian Party are loath to accept this. A few are starting to that they're going to have to accept me as 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 the, the nominee because there's nobody else unless they kidnap somebody. Like who knows? I've got and, a good vice well, president for you. If I can nominate What's someone that? to be your, your running mate, I would yes. go with Thaddeus Russell. He's a brilliant young man. Who is it? And, uh, Thaddeus Russell. He's on Twitter. We yes. had him. We had him on the show, and uh, he blew my mind. I think you guys could uh, change the world. I really do. Well, fuck me. Send me. Send me his Twitter handle, and I'll get in touch with him. I will. After this, uh, as soon as we're off the air, I will. Uh, I'll tweet you both. I, I, right, I say then. I say you get a 3D hologram of yourself up on stage, and then it'll really. Well, didn't you see away. he's doing the faces? So we can print out a face I'm and we sorry? can do McAfee's. <laughs> <laughs> we should get a mask actually for the studio. The clone. No, you the, should. The, yes. the, the army of clones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have two. We have two versions of it. One is one is the nylon thing, which pulls over your head, which is extremely creepy. Um, <laughs> That's like. I'd like to wear it myself just on, on uh, doing podcasts. But, um, and then the other one is a, just a, a cardboard mask that looks just like me. But the, I, I, I like the creepy nylon thing. It, it looks different on different people, but it's still clearly me. Like me from a horror movie where I just came back from the grave after being uh, melted somehow. So The zombie version of McAfee. Perfect. Oh, yeah. We got to get a mask for the studio. I'll just drive around in my truck looking like McAfee. <laughs> Perfect. Well, listen, you can get you can get one from from uh, um, at Loja on Fire, uh, my campaign manager. Um, I don't know if you've ever met him. He's someone you should have on. He's one of the most brilliant men in the world. Uh, he looks exactly like Rasputin. Um, you know when his when his hair is down and he's long. I swear to God, exactly like Rasputin. Um, wears an eye patch sometimes. Oh yeah, he's on your and, he's uh, on your website there. Yeah, we fo I follow yeah. him on Twitter. Yeah. Now, the, the, the eye patch is an affectation, and so we did. Uh, I can't remember what podcast we were on. Oh, the Larry and Joe show, I think, where where Rob was on and I was on. Now Rob always wears that eye patch on his <laughs> on his right eye, so he showed up with it on his left eye, and nobody noticed. <laughs> I was falling on. You know, I couldn't continue. I was I was literally gasping for air from laughter. So was Janice and everybody else watching. Anyway, he is a serious character. I swear to God, he will blow your mind. 
you should have him on. Yeah, it sounds good. We will reach out to him and have and him on the show. Yeah, that, I'm not saying that to promote my campaign at all because I don't need much promotion. I'm saying that because seriously, you, you would, you would, it would be a kick in the ass. So before we before we wrap up, I gotta ask. I mean, we were all watching your Twitter feed. Wrap, wait, wait, wrap up. What's this, what's this wrap up shit? She said I could go as long as I want. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, no, we'll keep going. Absolutely, I gotta I'm ask. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, ask your question. <laughs> we were all watching your Twitter feed uh, on pins and needles there for a, for a couple of weeks there when you were. Uh, leaving Cuba, and uh, we had some some pictures of you guys on the boats being pursued, and then you guys ended up incarcerated, I think, two times over the span of a week. Um, I was wondering yeah, if you uh, could was... just give us a sort of rundown of of what sort of happened there. And and uh, I mean, I, I I honestly, it seems like it's like you're the Sean Connery, James Bond, just all grown up and on the run from MI6 now. Okay, so let, let me tell you the whole fucking story. All right, so we're in Cuba. Um, and, you know, I always have my ear to the ground, and I have friends in high places, even in the CIA. I, you know, keep in mind, they were one of my biggest customers when I first started McAfee Antivirus and McAfee Security. So, in any case, I pretty much hear before things happen that they're about to happen. And I did hear uh, from a couple of sources, one, believe it or not, the uh, the cab driver that was our our, um, our full-time driver while we were in Cuba. Now, as everybody knows, all cab drivers in Cuba are agents of the government, but he was a really nice agent, and I liked him very much. Uh, and he did clue me in uh, four days uh, before we left that, that uh, he had heard the U.S. government had approached Cuba with the demand to return me. Now, Cuba's not going to to extradite me. That it, First of all, that would take 30 years, uh, and Cuba was not in the mood to do such. Um, but the entire time I had been in Cuba, Janice and I and my entire team had been really praising Cuba. It is a great fucking country with happy fucking people. Anyway, the, the day after my, my, my driver, and I had also heard something from a friend within the CIA saying, you know, you need to watch yourself. Something's coming down. That following day at 10 o'clock in the morning, um, two police officers come by with a slip of paper saying, be here. <laughs> what time, Janice? What did it say? At what time? It said, be here at 3 o'clock. And there was an address. And that was it. So uh, my driver knew, what, knew, the, knew the place. We drove there. The really ramshackle building on the edge of nowhere. Um, we went in. We sat in easy chairs. Everyone was extremely polite. They separated Janice and I, but not, not forcibly. They just said, please, Mr. McAfee, Mrs. McAfee, if you need anything, please let us know. Went into an even nicer room. A fucking general walks in. And with his interpreter, he speaks no English, but his interpreter was, was great. Said, and through it, he said, you know, Miss McAfee, we know uh, that you are a friend of Cuba. Um, and, and we appreciate that. And we know that you love the Cuban people. Says, but you must leave this country within 72 hours. Now, I took that since I, I knew what had transpired as a sign of friendship. Like, if you're still here, we're going to have a hard time explaining to the yeah, U.S. Yeah. Why. Yeah. We're not, why we're, we're not giving you up. If you're not here, then what can we say? The son of a bitch left. Not our problem. So we left within 72 hours, headed for the Dominican Republic. But keep in mind, the U.S. government has satellites. They they have 
they have agents everywhere. The CIA operates, I think, on the dark side of the moon, for all I know. Uh, and so they knew where we were going. When we came into the Dominican Republic, now, yes, we did have guns on board. We've had guns on board forever. I've been yachting my whole life. Every fucking yacht has guns on board. Why? There are still pirates in the Caribbean. You may think that's a joke. It's not. I'm sorry. Um, you know, people with speedboats coming in, and if you're unarmed, you're, you're fucked. So everybody has guns on boats. Every country deals with them differently. In the Bahamas, you declare them. They let you keep them on the boat. In Cuba, you declare them. They took them off the boat and politely gave them back to us when we left. <laughs> this is the, what happens. In the Dominican Republic, it's the same. We pulled into dock, man. We were surrounded by fucking armed soldiers with machine guns. Boarded the boat before customs or immigration could even fucking talk to us and said, weapons on the boat. You can't have weapons in the Dominican Republic. And I said, and I had them laying out on the fucking table, uh, unchambered, you know, uh, unlocked so that you could see that there's nothing in the, in the, in the, in the muzzle or in the chamber. And, um, it was like it was like surreal from a fucking dream world. So what had happened here, okay, clearly, is it, because extradition is a long, involved legal process which can take years, whereas having someone deported back to America is pretty damn easy. So we were charged with having illegal weapons. My whole team, Janice, me, uh, we were held for three days, released, and then incarcerated again for another day. I think just for good measure, because the second place is pretty abominable. Like, fuck, I'll go anywhere rather than spend another night in this hell hole. <laughs> in wow. fact, Janice said, I'm, I'm not going back in there no matter what. Wow. I go, Don't worry. So in any case, um, so finally we get to the immigration's office. Now it's high class again. Nice office, stainless steel, um, people who speak English, very polite, giving us coffee and so on. And uh, they bring me in. They say, respectfully, you have to go back to America. I go, well, I didn't come from America. I came from Cuba. doesn't matter. You have to go back to America. So I pulled a British passport out of my pocket because I happen to have dual citizenship. And I keep that fucker on my, on my body at all times, just in case. Even with the passport. Uh, they said, no, sir, you have to go back to America. However, I'd retained an attorney the second day we were incarcerated. Two attorneys, actually who were with me the second time I met with this gentleman after I showed him my passport. And he said, no, Miss McAfee has to go back to America. My lawyer said, why? He said, it's muy, muy, muy complicado. I mean, it's very, very, very complicated, but you've got to go. So I whispered to my lawyers. I said, file a brief, okay, uh, preventing me from um, being deported to America. And he said, okay. He said, but that's going to take a couple hours. <laughs> so... I, basically, I said, I got this. Don't worry. We left the office. They, the, the, the lawyers ran off to file a brief. They were just about to put us on the plane when I collapsed on the floor in convulsions. Um, when I finally came to, I pretended I didn't know anybody, not like security people who were there, not the people I'd been working with, nobody. Um, they took me to the hospital. I kept a watch on time. Almost to the hour. When did the lawyers come back to the office? Almost, almost to the dot. Two hours later, the lawyers come into the uh, the office and they whisper, "You need to be well now, Mr. McAfee." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I got up and said, "You know what? I feel much better. I think I can go." Um, and in that time, what they did is filed a brief, meaning 
you cannot do anything with Mr. McAfee until the court hears this case. <laughs> do you understand? Meaning could be 10 years, during which time the Dominican Republic would be hugely embarrassed because they performed an illegal act by boarding our boat before we even came into the country. You're not in the country till you go through immigration and customs. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. So it's it, like on a plane, uh, yeah. Yeah, so they had the, the, the CIA, the bad elements, I, there, I have friends within the CIA, believe it or not, but not men. Um, the bad elements within the CIA had, had orchestrated this, not thinking, number one, I had a British passport, the idiots, and number two, I would have enough common sense to hire a lawyer, uh, a good one, uh, and also to have enough common sense to know what to do to prevent something like this from happening. So... Anyway, they brought Janice back. She, she was almost on the plane. They brought Janice back as soon as I fell over and collapsed. Uh, she was stayed with me in the hospital. They took us from the hospital to really, it looked like the diplomat lounge at the Santo, Santo Domingo uh, airport. It was great. I mean, people with black pie and you know, serving us. <laughs> it was such a, such a change from that hellhole of a jail the night before you have no idea what a jail is until you've been in one in the Dominican Republic. Huh. So that's that story. And we went to England. I knew England was not safe because having failed to collect me in Cuba, having failed to have me deported from the Dominican Republic, I knew for a fact justice and CIA were pissed the fuck off. Yeah. And England and England is America's best friend. How easy would it be to get me shipped back? Yeah. Fortunately, Janice, Janice and I arrived on a Saturday, a fucking weekend. Try to get paperwork through any government on a goddamn weekend. <laughs> and we left the following morning early, which was Sunday. And I can't tell you where we went uh, or how we got there, but we are here. That's the entire story. So is the boat still in the Dominican Republic then? I'm, I'm afraid it is. We're, we're trying to get that thing out. Um, it's, it's difficult because uh, it's in the lawyer's possession now, and they usually want millions of dollars to give you anything. But but listen, I'm, I'm not a neophyte in this area, and I've been around this block before. Uh, we'll be fine. And the dogs, thank God, are fine. Um, I, I, I issued very strong warnings. If a hair on the, <laughs> my dog was harmed, I swear to God, bad shit would come down. <laughs> so... The dogs have been treated fine. So the dogs are safe in the Dominican. Any chance to get them back? Oh, absolutely. In fact, they're, they're going back this week. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. They're going back, to, going back to America to a very good friend who loves them and knows those dogs very well. Hopefully so, the, so the, the dogs are fine. Hopefully the Justice I'm Department. Sorry? Hopefully the Justice Department doesn't arrest them for uh, being an accomplice. Listen. It ain't happening. Okay. <laughs> so did you? Did so you, anyway, that story is as, as simple as it is. Did you take something to help you convulse, or was that a complete acting job? No, it's a complete acting job. Good, Jesus God. Jeez, good job. That's I mean, listen, I, I was, you should have seen it. You should have seen it, man. When it came up, <laughs> I acted like I'd had a stroke and couldn't remember anybody. I scooted across the floor on my butt backwards until I hit the wall and i was i was panicking and said, said, telling people to stay away from me where was i and what was happening it was very authentic nice i had to because they had a, they had a doctor there watching me like a fucking hawk so i had to perform properly 
but it got it bought me two hours. Yeah. The Laurie said two hours. They bought me two hours. Janice was there when they came back. They were very fucking impressed. They, you know, the Laurie whispered he had hadn't had a client like me before. So, so they gave you a phone call. You were able to get your own lawyer, or is that something that? Because I know it's like, uh, uh, is it Logan or? No, actually, these these they, they, these motherfuckers showed up at at the first uh, detention we were in. What? What? Uh, no, they they didn't come from that baby. Okay, well, Janice insists they came from people we had connections with, but their lawyer, that lawyer, was another lawyer in Santo Domingo. This, these lawyers were sent by our captain, who somehow met them. Yes, lawyers chasing ambulances. People heard of the, that I was in detention <laughs> and just fucking showed up at the boat. Uh, and then the captain uh, directed them to where we were detained. Um, and twice they were standing. They came. They, they, twice they were standing outside trying to talk to me. And I didn't know who the fuck they were, and so I, I refused. Uh, but I finally figured, ah, oh, you guys are lawyers. Scumbags that you are, you are welcome here. It's slowly coming back to me. You guys are my lawyers, and I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> well, that's a great story. I'm glad to hear you guys are safe, and now you can keep, you know, it was real touch and go for a while there, and it's, it's super that you've got um, people in place to keep you protected, and we've got the kill switch on your side. Um, I mean, the problem is I don't want to see anything happen to you, but I do want to see the information come out. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to wait till I'm gone. I'm afraid because that's my only hope for survival. All right. Yeah, I guess that's true. If you dump that, then they'll come after you hard. Yeah. Then there's no reason to keep me alive. Listen, if they wanted me dead, I'd have been dead 10 years ago. Please God. It's easy to whack somebody. Try collecting a slippery motherfucker like me. That's a different goddamn story. <laughs> Janice can tell you stories for the past seven years where it would happen multiple times. I'm like a fucking greased pig, <laughs> and I have the will to continue living. Somebody's That's a hard write, motherfucker. Somebody's got to write a book I'm sorry? on that. Somebody's got to write a novel on that or a movie script or something. <laughs> well, there's a music movie script. My, uh, um, Michael, ooh, Michael, Keaton. Michael Keaton is playing me. There we go. King of the Jungle. Look it up. <laughs> nice. When there, does that it's come in production. It's in production now. It used to be, it was Johnny Depp that they'd signed up, but he, he soured and turned south. He took too many drugs. But now it's Michael Keaton. I'm much happier. Uh, look, look it up. Just uh, Google King of the Jungle, Michael Keaton, and right. it'll say the life of, the life of John McAfee. All yeah, right. but they're going to have to Johnny you know, Depp gonna have turned to keep... into a real fucking mess at oh, the end, eh? Yeah. Oh. What's that? I said Johnny Depp turned into a real fucking mess at the end there. Yeah, didn't he? Jesus God. You I know, don't know what happened. It seems to be something with that, and maybe you can speak to this, but I mean, you've always been sort of a bad boy, so you haven't had that sort of everybody loves John McAfee sort of vibe where Johnny Depp, you know. I think you get to That's that right. certain level where everyone worships you and you just, you know, what do you, you it's got to be weird. Yeah, no, I, I'm used to a world where everybody loathes me. It's and, probably um, easier to get along in that world because at least you know where they're coming from. You know, my, my, my skin is like, like a rhinoceros and a mile thick, so nothing touches me. And when people, when people do go, oh, John McAfee, I, I, I was suspicious going, what the fuck is wrong with you? So, <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, gentlemen, it's been, it's been great being on.
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. John, come back anytime. Yeah, good luck in your run, and uh, hopefully we'll see that message. Say goodbye to my lovely wife, Janice, who's been sitting here laughing and smiling this whole time. Good night, gentlemen. Bye, Janice. Thank you for everything. Thank you for uh, continuing to help us connect with John. That's right. By the way, there is no other way to connect with me other than through Janice. You know, people get pissed at me because I ignore shit. I mean, they, they send me a request. You need to talk to Janice McAfee. She's the fucking boss, at least when it comes to the media. Awesome. So and the bonus is if, you, there, if you go through Janice, pardon? we know John will be there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, listen, the, the bitch will hunt me down if I miss something. So, all right. Right on. Many I, thanks I to you, too. I say that in the nicest way. Listen, when I have a relationship, my wife is, in fact, black, for those of you who do not know. And when I call her my bitch, she has never been offended, I think. Have you? No. Okay, never. So it's a cultural thing. Don't think that I'm being rude. Um, but the bitch will hold me down if I do not show up for one of these things. All right. Yes, the fuck I will. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, guys. You guys have a wonderful evening. You too. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was our second chat with the one and only John McAfee. What'd you think, buddy? Yeah, that was much more. I think it was our connection was good. That was that was way more informative than our first one. It was very good. I, and he wanted. He I think he was he was re- obviously he's at a spot where he's ready to talk about more of the future stuff. We got more into crypto. We got more into his his running or not running. You know that whole thing. Yeah, the, the last one was thing. we were on. He was on a boat. He was, yeah, he was actively talking more being about pursued. personal freedom, I think, yeah. in the last one. This one was more uh, geopolitical than the other one, I think. It was a very not good mix. You know, the, they, they were a couple nicely. We didn't go over a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, exactly. We had a good yeah. connection. We were able to do this one live. The last one we weren't able to do live. We had them on video, but then our, our Mac completely crashed in the studio. We had to reboot it, so we didn't want to try it. Yeah, we had them on it. video. The problem is I didn't connect them. So I have the two, right? I have our Zoom connection for the podcast MP3 recording. And then I have another Zoom connection to the streaming computer. So when the connection was going good, like 15 minutes in there, when you were like, turn on the video, I would have had to try and connect the stream. I would have had to turn on Zoom on the streaming computer, which Zoom is pretty high on resources, especially when you're midstream. And you're using 33% of your computer usage already. And it could just like shut the fuck down again yeah. like it had already. Yeah. So I didn't want to risk it. But we no, can, uh, we can it, confirm. You know, we've connecting. seen John on video. We know it was actually John and not a deep fake. There you go. Yeah, yeah. good one. Yeah. So huge yeah. thanks to John for coming on the show. Another fantastic chat. Yeah, I like the message. Yeah, huge, yeah. huge thanks to Janice for helping us make it happen. And a huge thanks to you guys for listening. Even bigger thanks at 11, 11 a.m. here on a Monday. Canadian, Canadian holiday. holiday. Even bigger thanks to those of you like King Leonidas, King Leonidas, who just sent oh, us Leonidas 10 bucks. Oh, Leonidas was in there? Yeah, he just sent us super we chat. we got to have him on the show, too. Jerry sent us a super chat. And then we've got all our Patreons and our Stripers and our PayPalers. Head on over to grimerica.ca slash support today and become one of those people. Up your karma. Level up. Become a supporter. Really does make a difference. Join the chats, grandmarket.ca slash chats. Makes a difference, too, and the oh, difference. Makes a huge difference. Dif- difference. <laughs> anyway, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. 
And we, we might even dump this one out as a bonus, eh? I was thinking that too. We should. Yeah, we should. We'll do another bonus. I mean, we got in, we got a couple left in the can, and we should just pop this thing out because it's more timely. I mean, he, you know. And I could just use the same art. What? Why did you do that? Well, I don't know. So I don't have to surprise Nap after I just said, ah, after, I, after I said you got the week off, just to be like, oh, by the way, I need some art tomorrow. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Rage again.